Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Heyo. And uh, joining us again this week is Forrest. Heyo. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good enough. How are you? <laughs> good. Seth, how are you? Doing, doing well. All right. Doing well. Doing well. Doing swell. Doing well. Man, I, we, it's been a real rough week for your boy, David. I have been fighting through a toothache and being sick, and I'm actually feeling better today, which is good because we have to record. True. But if you had heard me and Seth playing Borderlands last night, there was almost zero talking the whole time because I was just miserable and in pain oh, and man. playing through it, basically. I'm sorry. Uh, but it was it was fun, and I, I definitely have played a lot of games since we last talked. We I didn't talk about Gears 5 last week because I wanted to get more of a feel for it because I hadn't gotten a good enough one, so I can talk about that this week, and... Um, I'm just I'm kind of opening up because I know Seth has played a lot of the same stuff I have, so I'm gonna start with Forrest this week. What what have you played, my friend? Uh, almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I played more Uno. And yeah, I, I saw you playing Spaz. Uno on the Switch <laughs> last night. Yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> listen, man. When you got friends who don't live near you, and you want to play some games. Uno, Uno's easy. Uno's, yeah, exactly. Uno's um, the way to go. It's easy. I, I saw you playing uh, earlier while Seth and I were wrapping up while we were doing a Borderlands. I saw you playing the Dragon Quest Eleven demo. Yeah. Or Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes <laughs> of an Elusive Elusive Age. Definitive def- edition. Definitive edition. Yeah. Yeah, gotta get it right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the demo. Yeah, I... I'm trying to delve more into that because of our talk last week with the guy who says yoink. I really <laughs> want to get to him. I, I'm past you because uh, oh, I sure. saw where you were. <laughs> uh, you're at the beginning. Yes. But, man, it is, uh, it's good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not used to an RPG that autosaves. Like, there's, there's autosave spots and there's not at least seemingly what I've seen, like, dedicated safe spaces. Yeah, I, before we started recording tonight, or before we came in here, I was kind of trying to figure out, like, how do I just save? Yeah, Seth, is there? So I'm like, I'm just going to put it to sleep. Is there dedicated safe spaces, or is it just auto-save the whole way through? Um, I don't remember, actually. <laughs> okay, nice. fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, fine. But, yeah, it's it's definitely something. The last thing I remember is I found a place with a campfire. Um, the horse riding in that game is very satisfying. Oh, good to know. So yes. you, you get a horse eventually. That's um, good. And it's very fun to ride around. I could dig it. Uh, does combat get any... I don't want to... Okay. I don't no. want to sound like I'm dissing the combat, but like it it's, doesn't get any better? It's just, tax, it's just RPG stuff, man. Okay. It's. I mean, there'll be like more magic and stuff, I'm sure. Because you'll get like fizzle and all that stuff. And my, my problem with it right now is that like it lets you move around during combat, but that yeah, but that mean means anything. nothing. It means nothing. Yeah, Seth I, told me <laughs> as far as he could tell the whole time, it meant nothing. That's pointless. Then I I would rather just have it be like the classic JRPG, like the like sixteen bit JRPG setup where you just have like the rows of enemies and allies on the separate sides of the screen, and then just do the menu stuff from there. 
Like, there's no point in you giving me movement options if it doesn't change anything. Well, yes. they the, <laughs> the character models are all in HD, and they want to have something for you to be able to actually see them, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I can't yeah. argue that. So, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting game in that aspect, that you... In my mind, if I have mobility, I should be able to dodge or something. Yeah. Like I, I think it would help with that, but it doesn't at all. Shame. So, uh, Seth, what have you played this week? Well, I have, have you been played anything besides Borderlands. Borderlands Three. Uh, uh, whenever we get the chance, um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, well, check that. Um, it is mostly fun. There are issues that it has, um, which yeah, if you, slight hangups. If you have uh, read anything about the game on the internet, um, many of these have been talked about a lot because it's a big release, and when people get a, a brand new game that's huge, and then it has all these um, things that make you not want to play it. People tend to talk talk about it. Um, let's see, what what do we got here? The I think the probably the biggest issue that everyone is dealing with is kind of um, the how sluggish the menu system is. Um, yeah, that's that's my main issue with the game right now. Yeah, it really takes a long like it takes a a bit when you open up the menu for it to actually get going and allow you to do stuff, which is in a game where you have to go to the menu to switch out guns and to um, look at the map and stuff. It You're in the menu an awful lot, is what I'm saying. Is And it um, it's really annoying when you press a button and it doesn't just immediately come up. So, it's and it's any menu. It's the shops. It's character interaction anytime you go into an a sort of menu it gets laggy yeah and freezes up it's and it's it's not great ugh. there's i've also now, now i haven't played it at all solo so all the stuff that i've experienced is filtered through the lens of playing online uh with david um but there there have been some definite frame rate issues with me where um, the game stutters and it jumps all over the place. Um, I don't know that you've been having that issue. Um, you know, and I am playing on a original Xbox one versus the one X. Um, and an interesting thing that came from that, that we found out is that the, oh, yeah, if, this was if you are playing online, um, with a person who has an Xbox one X and a person who has just a regular Xbox one, the One X loads in faster from, you know, whatever. And so if there's dialogue or a cutscene that is going to happen, it will start on the player with the One X. It will start on their on their Xbox first. Um, and, like, lock out the other person. Yes. <laughs> what? Um, so Seth missed the cutscene. Yeah, I missed the cutscene. But I had to describe to him. Because it's so bad. I, it, it's one of the... It was r- the first time we got into the sanctuary uh, spaceship, um, and there was this cutscene that happened. I could hear it coming through the the headset, like coming out of David's <laughs> TV speakers. But it, I was funny. still loading, 
Uh, and this actually happens a lot where I will hear dialogue start uh, while I'm still in the loading screen. Um, but because it was, uh, I because it was a cutscene and it took control over the camera or something, whatever the reason was, um, it loaded me in while this cutscene was happening. Um, and since it was in the middle of the cutscene, it just wasn't showing me anything. Uh, and my guy was like stuck and none of the, uh, NPCs no. were loaded yeah, into the room the at NPCs all. NPCs loaded. What? Seth was like, where are the characters? And I'm like, they're right here. They're right here. And oh, man. I was pinging them because the game actually has a pretty solid pinging yeah, system. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Uh, and he's like, yeah, there's nothing here. And he had to back out and come back in. Yeah. And I had to describe him the cutscene. That's a major problem. Yeah, it, it is so, a major problem. It's really annoying. Especially especially with how Borderlands is, like with most games, it's more fun with friends. If if you have that uh, that console difference, then like that that could, like I don't know. That could be a really big problem down the road, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. it's frustrating because especially if it was like a real pivotal cutscene, yeah, or something like that, I would feel real terrible because Seth didn't get to see it. One of the one of the things that really bothers me is that it seems like 2019 and the apocalyptic shooter has been uh, plagued by bad menus because Rage Two also <laughs> had horrifically like horrifically lagging menus. And so now Borderlands 3 also has that. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think what I have, like, the menu is annoying, but what I think is worse about it is they've, they've kind of de-streamlined the menu where you have to go through, like, multiple um, screens to, to do stuff that in previous games you could just do on the same screen. Yeah, it's definitely cluttered um, up. Like the, the, um, previously, like when you selected a, a mission, like you could see where that mission was, like what zone it was in. But in this one, you have to like back out, go into the fast travel menu and, and back out, um, to the orbit view, uh, so that it will show you all of the planets you can go to. And then you have to click on the, the correct planet and then it'll show you which zone it's in. And it's just like, there, it, it seems they have added extra steps to things which previously you didn't need. So I do want to, because this also goes hand in hand with some of the positives of the game, which is very frustrating because while there is frustrating aspects, there are things they've improved. Like there are genuine areas of the game where it's like, oh, you actually thought about this. <laughs> like there's better fast travel in the game. You can fast travel to your vehicle, uh, which you weren't able to before. Yeah you there's there's multiple fast travel points and you can access it just from the map you don't have to go to a fast travel spot right um there's a pinging system there's a lot of stuff in the game that is better but there's also this weird handful of things that are frustratingly worse especially with the the side missions and stuff like seth was saying where you have to back out all the way to orbit view and all that stuff, they added a thing where you can push left and right on the D-pad and see different missions, and the objectives show up on your map. But that doesn't replace the quickness of going to the map and seeing where you need to go. Yeah. So it's like, man, you've taken like three steps forward, but also 
four back. <laughs> so we're like, we're making progress, but also it really is not great still. Like, I just wish, I don't know if the game needed more polish, if it needed more time. I don't know what it needs, but I hope an update comes soon for it. Because I definitely can say without a shadow of doubt that this was the funnest game I've played out of the like three games I've played in the past week. It is the funnest and I had I've had the most laughs with Seth about it and I I've enjoyed playing it more than the other games that I've I played this week. Yeah, luckily the humor has become grating yet. Yeah, it's we we had to go on this great journey to find the big suck, yeah. which was special. Uh, I we were approached to get this, possibly get this man's mixtape, and we denied him. And Aww, that mission ended in a really dreams. weird way. Um, <laughs> It's kind of shocking, actually. Oh, um, man! There's there's a lot of good stuff in this game that we've seen that hasn't that that is just fun, and it's very annoying that these little hangups are are happening. Uh, is there any other ones you can think of, Seth? Because I I haven't hit too many frame rate issues because I read that actually choosing the performance mode made it run worse, so I switched it over to the yeah. Um, the only other thing was that um, the only thing that sticks out was the time the game just kind of kicked both of us out simultaneously. Oh yeah, that's when uh, we decided when we to go to bed. Oh yeah, because we a smart move after we went point. to go cash in the mission and it just booted us and we we're like, well, uh, okay, I'm not gonna do all that work again. Yeah, tonight. Well. The one thing I'm I'm sure Seth can agree with me on here is that it is not as bad as Borderlands 1 on the Xbox One. That's for sure. <laughs> because that was a real trash fire. I have not noticed any insane uh, bullet lag. Yeah, there's nothing like, like I did that. in, in uh, Borderlands, the uh, definitive edition, or whatever it's called. Yeah. So it's... It's pretty fun. I I am playing as Mose, which is the character that gets uh, the Iron Bear, which is the Titanfall mech, basically. I like that name for it. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> good name. Uh, and I kind of wish I had chosen to play as Amara, which is the Siren, so maybe I'll play as her next. I'm going to play as her whenever I get the game. Yeah, and the Iron Bear is pretty fun. Uh, you feel suitably powerful when you're inside the Iron Bear, so that's yes, you good. Should. Yeah, um, and uh, it's good. Uh, Seth, you, do you like who you've chosen so far? Yeah, I think Flack is pretty fun. Um, it's so weird because I I haven't I've only used one of his action skills. Um, I haven't really toyed around with the other ones, um, so I don't know how like how how those compare. Um, but I, I enjoy him, you know. He's got this little monkey friend with a gun that follows him around and <laughs> this uh, monkey. throws explosive barrels at, at me and, and sometimes kills me. But <laughs> oh. um, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I will say that 
I I kind of am not a big fan of this, but it is fun. Because I got the definitive edition or the super deluxe or whatever, the one that comes with the season pass, I got a ton of weird, powerful weapons that are crazy. And so Seth has been like, dude, how, (laughs) what is this that you have? And I'm like, it's just one of my, I'm special because I got this guns and I, I haven't outgrown them level wise yet because they still do pretty good damage. But you saw that one grenade I have that just throws like water balloons everywhere. But they're and I still don't get what it does. After no, me either. But there's just three a, t- different times. a ton, of, a ton of damage. It just does a ton of damage. That's really what matters. Yeah, it it killed me. So yeah, so it's it's fun. Um, we are playing, by the way, in the coopetition mode, which is a poorly named mode. But there's cooperation and coopetition because huh. coopetition is the classic mode where whoever oh, gets the loot first gets it. And cooperation is, uh, you know, you get individualized loot spawning. So me and Seth are, we're not necessarily like calling dibs or anything, but like if he finds something that he thinks would be good for me, he'll drop it for me and stuff like that. Nice. So probably one of the biggest highlights for me is that there's this side story about Typhon, the original Vault Hunter, and I'm really enjoying that Probably. That's been... Probably? Well, no, not probably. That is definitely the high point for me. I mean, the main story is good so far, but, like, the the Typhon stuff is fun, I think. You just find these little drop pods with story... With lore drops, basically. Gotcha. Sounds like Paul F. Tompkins, but it's not. (laughs) So... Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, Then we found out. Nope. Yeah. So we did find out the guy that set us on the quest to get the big suck was Chris Sabin, which is the voice of Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So we, we the yeah, there's a lot of good voice acting in the game so far. Good. So, all right. I'm going to talk about Gears 5 for a second. And I not, it'll, it'll take me a minute to get through my ideas because I, I have these stored in my head. Because I have some opinions and thoughts, as someone should uh, when they're playing a video game. Um, Gears 5 is a... <laughs> I need to beat it. I'm I'm like 80% of the way through the game. Because there's four acts and I'm almost done with Act 3. And so far, it's very interesting to me some of the story decisions they've made for like like the the order they're going about it it feels like they told and i'm not going to do spoilers because i feel like the second act has so much good story in it but they crammed all this good story in one act and there's none in act one and there's barely any good story in act three and it's so confusing and it's it's also very infuriating. I was talking about this in the Discord channel the other day, that aesthetically, Act 3 is just a dumpster fire, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, the first act is in a jungle setting, and it's beautiful and very nice. Act 2 is in the snow. And Act 3, you're in this desert area. Yeah. And it looks like Destiny. It's the... 
it's basically the environment you see in the one trailer where she's like running through the glass statues of the people. Yeah. The the like the lightnings forming glass statues. So yeah, you you're going through that and that's where I'm at right now. It's just a bunch of sand and it I looks a lot it looks like Mars in Destiny. It really does. And so it's just like I've already played this. Yeah. Like this and it all it's very how do, like Russian esque. So also Mars and Destiny was kind of Russian esque. Yeah. And so it's like this is definitely it feels like a retread. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I'm not too huge on it right now. I'm really hoping Act Four picks back up and, and captures me again. But um I'm kind of frustrated and I I saw this conversation going around about how the cog is kind of this weird militaristic force and they they really address a lot of issues with that um but they also refuse to touch on it in a lot of weird ways like the cog is this ambiguous good bad guy and they refuse to really really hone in on the morality of that but they like touch on it and it feels kind of how do i put it it feels kind of like weak like have take a stance on this yeah like are they this militaristic force that is needed for good or are they a corrupt government that needs to be examined more harshly and taken down but the problem is they refuse to take and they've done it through gears one through three there's always mentions of like cog secrets you know the the civil war blah blah like this franchise historically gears judgment was kind of about that a lot yeah like they just refuse to take a hard stance on what this government is and it's very strange to me. And it's really infected the story. I won't go too far into it, but it's really infected the story of this game. And, I mean, once again, it they're not really... They're just kind of poking at concepts. It's not saying, you know, like, this is how it is. And, you know, this is the stance we're taking. And so, I mean, it's not even like it's a full-on parallel to anything in the real world so they can say something because it's a fictional being but you know they just don't and so it just feels kind of like toothless i don't know uh i don't know if that made sense seth did you follow any of that oh let's go with yes (laughs) uh but yeah it's it's fun you have a chainsaw gun like, I feel like every time they start to get a little serious about those concepts, they're like, oh, you have a chainsaw gun, time to go kill some things. And it's like, all right, yes, I do. I was kind of interested in the storyline you were going with there, but I guess I'll go kill some things. So, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I still think it's good, but... I'm kind of frustrated with some of the ways they're going with the story. 
So we'll see if they fix it by the end. They might. Who knows? And at the end of the day, it was basically free for me. So I can't be too mad at it because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. So, like, this is that's where we're getting at with these games is I'm not mad at Crackdown 3 for being bad. I am kind of because I wanted it to be really good. But it was free. I didn't pay to... I didn't pay $60 and have to trade it in for half that. Yeah. So it didn't, like, wrong me. So I'm not, like... There's a lot less vitriol there to, like, oh, man. I kind of feel duped. So I I can't be too mad at it. It's still a solid story. That does beg the question, though. Ooh. Do... If developers know that their games are going to be on Game Pass, uh, does it disincentivize them to... Put out a more premium product because they know it's going to get just tossed in this pile with all these other games. I wouldn't think so, just because as a creator, I, the general mindset is trying to create either like the best product that you can, whether it be a video game, a song, a story of any kind. You're trying to put as much as you can into making it a product that sells and that people enjoy so that they come back for more. I don't think that being put on, like knowing that you're going to be put on a service like Game Pass or like uh, the PlayStation Plus thing or whatever, if they have something similar, uh, I don't think that would decentivize. Is that the word? It's, I mean, I I see what you're saying, but like if you know your game is going to be there on day one and you're not, I guess it depends on how, and this is this is where it gets into um, the because you know developers get incentives based on sales and stuff, yeah, and that's kind of what they look forward to. I guess that depends if the developers and the people that work on the game are still getting bonuses equivalent to if the game sold normally, yeah versus being just downloaded on Game Pass. You know what I mean? So I think there needs to be more of a... and more like a, a view of that. Like if the people are getting paid the same. You know what I mean, Seth? Yeah. So I, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I, I can agree with it because if you're... <coughs> sorry. If you know that your game is just... You know you're not going to get paid extra. You know you're not going to get any bonus, regardless of how many people play it. And you know you're you're going to kind of phone it in because you're frustrated. Or you know that if your game gets great word of mouth, like say like the developers of Blair Witch, they they have like a download quota kind of like if so many people download off Game Pass, then you get this much so it incentivizes them to put out the best product they can gears 5 is kind of a known quantity so they know they're going to get this much but i mean it's sold i've been seeing tweets and stuff it's sold way less than it was supposed to but that's because people are downloading it on game pass so there's not going to be the sales because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. And that's something we're getting into in the industry now where 
maybe it's better to be looking more into how many people are actually playing something versus how many people own that thing, you know? Because of, like, these Game Pass programs. You're not having people specifically buying, but they are still playing. Yeah, it's interesting. Especially because uh, Gears of War doesn't have... I don't think they have a loot crate-esque thing where you can buy stuff. So, who knows? Who knows how this game is making money? Um, but, I mean, congrats to the Coalition because they've put out a solid game. It's beautiful. Even if I think it's bland, a lot of it is very, very pretty in the third act. It's just sand and Russian-esque architecture space stuff. So... That was good. Thanks, Seth, for jumping in with that. Because I, I mean, I was kind of think I've been thinking about that a bit, especially regarding Gears. So, Game Pass, Game Pass is affecting the Game Pass and other like subscription services are affecting game the games industry in a weird way, and it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out in the long run. So, indeed. Did you play anything else besides Borderlands, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I did finally get that long-awaited victory in Tetris '99 Invictus. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't text me about it, you jerk. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty late, uh, so I, I wouldn't have done it. But I did, I did tweet about it. Nice. I didn't see that um, tweet. Well, that's your loss. Um, yeah, so that was... I was. I felt very great after that. Also, um, I have delved in a little bit into Pokemon Masters. Oh. Um, oh I've been and of course, uh, normally, you know, I, I take a hard stance against talking about mobile games. Um, but... I only bring this up because uh, I have a gripe. Um, I'm not like actively playing it because um, I. The premise, as you know, is that instead of catching Pokemon, you partner up with uh, different trainers. Uh, I think they're called sync pairs. So it's a trainer and their Pokemon, and they're like they're like um, iconic trainers from the video games. Um, so red and blue are characters and. Um, the the main the main avatars from all of the original game all the games are in there and people from the Elite Four and and also just random trainers. Um, but I, as far as I knew, like yeah, you have you you partner up with these trainers, but you are still supposed to be able to, well, or so they claim you're supposed to be able to evolve the Pokemon, because you know. It's Pokemon. What is Pokemon without evolution? So I was um, using the the some of the the currency that you can you can get in game, and I uh, partnered up with this one. I don't actually know what the name of the trainer is, but she has a Whirlipede, which is this um, little centipede Pokemon that's like in a circle. Um, and it happens to evolve into Scolipede, which is one of my favorite Pokemon. And so I was like, oh, dope. 
I'll spend my resources leveling this thing up so I can, uh, and, and then I bought like the different evolution material and, um, come to find out, like I ended up maxing this thing's level out and there is, it's just, it cannot evolve at all. Oh gosh. Even though it is a, a middle stage Pokemon, I guess there are only certain Pokemon which have evolutions in the game. Um, and that just isn't one of them for some reason. So I, uh, you know, I was just out of luck. And that made me upset. And then I stopped playing. <laughs> nice. M- mobile games, baby. Yep. We get the uh, the possible game changer of them all next week with Mario Kart Tour finally dropping. So I'm not sure it's a game changer. It'll be, it might be fun. It could also be god awful. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, all of Nintendo's mobile stuff have been fun for a certain amount of time. Uh, Super Mario Run was great, but it was beatable. And so I beat it, and I didn't touch it again because they never released more for it. So I really liked that game, though. It was super fun. All the other stuff, I didn't really like Animal Crossing pocket camp or the fire emblem one like you did seth um oh yeah i was into that fire emblem one. yeah you played the heck out of it what uh what never else? never spent money on it though did you play I'll pl- smart move did i play what did you play dragalia lost uh no i tried to. i i downloaded it uh, when it came out and then played through like the the instruction the demo level or whatever and I was like, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, I kind of did the same. So it seemed like it might be on my alley, but I kind of, meh. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't have, um, there was nothing outstanding about it. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't have a cool art style or anything. It just, it looked like a mobile game that you find a million of in the app store. Yeah, and soon enough there'll be a subscription service for those if you have an Apple phone, so <laughs> or an iPhone they call them. Uh, <laughs> so you know they're they're doing Apple Arcade and that's dropping next week, literally. That'll be five bucks a month if you are interested in that. So interesting thing about that is Apple Arcade is exclusively getting new Octopath Traveler content. Yeah. Really? Yeah. First of all, new Octopath Traveler content is not something I was expecting to hear in relation to Apple. But also, why Apple? What? So they I don't. Probably, they probably paid them for I mean, it. I yeah. guess, but like. They also are getting Sayonara Wild Hearts on launch day. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we mentioned that last week. Yeah. And so, I mean. Now that you can connect with the next iOS update, you can connect a controller to your iPad or phone. So I just don't see why I wouldn't play it on there for, I'll just pay five bucks for that month and get other games and play Sayonara Wild Hearts on there. Fair enough. So, I mean, I never thought I'd say that, but (laughs) since I can connect a controller to my iPad, why not? Yeah. It's we It'll have, be very easy. And we have controllers aplenty laying around. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of Xbox controllers now. 
because I got that Gears one. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So with that, we're about to take a break. Um, so you get to hear us talk about all the ways you can talk to us, which is on our Discord and our social media. All those are in the show notes if you scroll down. Uh, the Discord, we post it every so often on the Facebook, and it's always on our website. And all of our social media is at Suplex the Sticks. And you can subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcatchers. Whatever way you're listening to us right now, if you could rate us on it, that would be awesome, and we would super appreciate it. And we will see you back here in a couple seconds. And we're back. Thank you for holding on. We appreciate it. Seth, thank you for finding that music. We we decided to, you know, start doing a break in the middle of the show so it gives you a chance to, like, pause it after you're done with your commute or something and you can pick it up later or whatever. It's a good logical stopping point. And thank you for finding such good music, Seth. You know it. So... Let's let's talk about some news because some exciting news dropped today that was very weird, and I feel like we should start the section off with it um, because we got a new Pokemon announcement, and it's we did Surfetched, which is a evolution of Farfetched. It has and been yep. finally. Oh, okay. All, this is finally. something you've been waiting for. Yes, I, I, well, I feel like we are long overdue for a far-fetched evolution. Let's be okay. real. I. He's great. You know, there was in, uh, in in the beta version of Gold and Silver, he did have an evolution. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's this big, uh, swan-looking dude. Yeah. With like a mask and, a you know oh, a big like, onion stick. Like a tuxedo mask, far-fetched. Yes. Oh man. I'm I'm in for that. <laughs> oh, man. I did not mean to cough. Right I got it. Leg. I got I got forced <laughs> with that. Um, so yeah, I I'm interested in this. He's got a big sword and a and, big smug face and a smug face. It's a, it's a lance, actually. Oh, it's a lance. Okay. Yes, only the tip is sharp. Oh, gotcha. Okay, just the tip. Okay, just the tip. He also has a shield. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. So this is exclusive to sword. You know, you'd think you would have a sword and shield. Yeah. No. No. I don't no. know. It makes me wonder what exclusive evolution shield might get. Yeah. Yeah, and who it could be. Yeah. Because clearly it's going to be like... A Gen 1. Well, I don't know if it necessarily has to be a Gen 1. We need a Lapras is. evolution. Yeah, it does. It is going to have to do something with like defense, presumably. I would think. I saw on Twitter. I wish I need to start screenshotting these so I can say who did it. But someone joked that that means we need a Lapras Loch Ness monster evolution. Mm, yeah, that'd be good. Which I'm uh, all in for. Yeah. I don't know how why exactly that would be the. The um, one that Shield would get doesn't really have anything to do with it. Its fins would but, be Shields. I mean, Lapras maybe. has I don't high know. defense. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. 
I like Lopez. I think that would be cool to get anyways, just because uh, it's in the UK. But I don't know that that exactly would be a, a logical uh, counterpart to Surfetched. That's true. Yeah. Um, when we were talking before the pod, you, you said that you wondered why they only revealed this one. Um, apparently, uh, this I just realized um, a while back there had been like a, a 4chan leak um, that had Surfetched as one of the things on it. And then like in the last reveal they did, um, there were a bunch of stuff in that leak that turned out to be correct. Oh, so geez. I think they, they only released this one because basically... Everyone in the Pokemon community who like followed that stuff knew that it was coming anyway. Um, so it it had just been like a um, a foregone conclusion. Like what they what they originally did is they um, posted like a, a pixelated, uh, rotated version of the image of Surfetched on the Pokemon website, and then they tweeted about like something is is incoming or something. Uh, but all the I remember seeing all the all like the the quoted tweets about it and the replies were said were saying surfetched um and so this was you know this is days before they actually officially revealed it so it seemed like that's probably why they just revealed that because a lot of people already knew it was coming anyway All right and was there anything else good in that leak or was the surfetched about it Uh I don't remember actually I think most of the stuff had already been um, revealed. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I was kind of confused by this update because every one of their updates they said they're about to have has been pretty meaty. And then yeah. this just was a, a singular Single. Pokemon. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so the leak had, um, it had some other stuff. It had some names of, of different Pokemon, the name of the third, Legendary, um, and some stuff about the, the starter evolutions. Uh. Uh, but, of course, you can go look for that stuff uh, yourself, because I'm not, I'm not trying to throw out leaks that may or may not be true. But this yeah. is pretty much confirmed. Um, we don't want to get a Grinch postered again. Yeah. Which we we spent like half an episode talking about the Grinch leak for Smash. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's so funny how yeah. in hindsight it seems like I'm trying to remember all the things, but some of the stuff that was in that fake has come has like become reality. Uh and it seems like some of the other stuff is likely to happen now. Yeah. Um, it's just the the magic of Masahiro Sakurai. Um but speaking of Pokemon, uh, this uh, this is tangentially um, video game news. But in the most recent episode of the Pokemon anime in Japan, uh, Ash Ketchum finally won a Pokemon League. Yeah. He won the inaugural Alola League. We can finally get a new protagonist. No, that's I not know. happening. He sells. I mean... Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. it's It's super awesome. I... Um, I realized that it's been a long time since I've watched this show because the art style looks nothing like I remember it. Yeah, they did an art style change. Um, 
I actually kind of like it better. Uh, the like the style itself may not be like so great, but it leads to more expressive and fun animation, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, like in movement, it it looks better for me. Yeah. The art style has has changed a couple times, or at least uh, like they have subtly changed Ash's design over the years. Over the yeah. years. Um, for the the Sun and Moon anime, it was the most drastic change, but uh, it's apparently had a lot of. Like, it, it's had more success than uh, previous generation shows have. All right. But, yeah, so that was exciting. It's, it's nice to see him. He should have won Kalos. Um, I actually yep. ended up watching a, <laughs> a good bit of the X and Y um, series, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, but Ash was – that was, like, the best um, team that Ash has had. Uh, and he he came in second. I think he should have won. Um, there was one other league that he probably should have won, and I don't know. The writers just decided they didn't want him to win because they put him up against a trainer who had a Darkrai and a Latios. <laughs> That's just and it's fair. like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right. I guess this is just not going to happen for some reason. Um, man, that's poor booking for Ash. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, tangential to Pokemon, I am actually real excited to start the Yu-Gi-Oh game. I have it in my Switch because <laughs> you can play through all of the Yu-Gi-Oh anime arcs in the Switch oh, Yu-Gi-Oh Lord. game. So I'm going to get to play through, you know, all those great, terrible arcs like the motorcycle fighting one. And That'll be interesting. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it because I actually, I don't know if it was last week, I ended up watching... A bunch of I got into a YouTube hole, um, and I ended up watching a bunch of videos about like <laughs> yeah. the lore of the Yu-Gi-Oh anime, oh, and man. it's pretty, it's straight up insane. Yeah. I, I, so, oh man, uh, I, I mean, that'll be fun to to hear your interpretation of what's going on <laughs> in that. I I miss when we used to do those about like Bionicles and stuff. Oh man, yes. really? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah oh. I'm bring back Bionicle games. Those were bad and oh they were atrocious oh yeah but except for the original point and click game on the bionicle website yeah (laughs) the matanui online game that thing was legit so since we're kind of talking about anime now let's let's bring up that uh jump force is coming to game pass tomorrow when you're listening to this yeah um which is pretty exciting because yugi is on it and I mean, there's there's a bunch of other people. Characters from characters. My Hero Academia, uh, One Piece characters. Naruto, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Every, every like, mainstream... I, I don't want to call it a battle anime, but, like... Any... They're all, all, all shown in jump anime. Yeah. Frustratingly, Ryuk from Death Note is not an actual character you can use in the game. Yeah, don't you use... Light. Use light, I think. Yeah. No, light's not in it either. He's just a character in the story, oh. but he's not. I don't think you can right. play as him. That's weird. Well, I guess it makes sense. It is very weird. He would just he would just kill everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, in such stylish fashion too. <laughs> Seth doesn't even know because he watched the Netflix movie and not the anime. Oh my gosh, it's that such a horribly fun time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that and Bloodstained is coming to the Game Pass, which is pretty nice. So I've actually avoided buying Bloodstained for the Switch because apparently it runs terribly on it. And I'll play it on the Xbox now. It works. So, 
Uh, with that, we can also lean in these other anime news real quick. Um, we got more information about DBZ Kakarot, the game that was announced at E3. And they basically said, well, they said it's coming out in January of 2020. I think the 19th or the 17th. And it's the same day as the Mega Man Zero ZX like C collection. Nice. I know which one I'm buying. Um, and they they said that it's going to go through all the way up to the Boo Saga. Boo. Which, That's what I say about yeah, the Boo Saga. Is boo. It's terrible. I I don't know. This game had the chance to go up to the super uh, storyline. Dang it! And instead, we're just getting a retread again. Of the entire of the entire DBZ thing saga. of the entire DBZ saga, yeah, yeah. I I, re- I originally thought that this game was going to be kind of like a Final Fantasy VII remake situation where they're taking it like one section at a time for each release, but instead we're just throwing it all in. I and it'll, it'll probably all be sloppily thrown together, very fast. Who knows? It's it's interesting. A yeah. lot of the it's. Because this originally, Seth, wasn't this game supposed to be an RPG originally? I don't know that it was supposed to be, but I feel like it gave the, um, it, it gave you the idea that it was going to be, from like the original release trailer made you think it was going to be an RPG. I think they said it was going to be that back in the beginning, but things are just looking a lot different now. But of course, the term RPG is a bit looser today than uh, it used to be because almost all games have RPG elements. Yeah. Yeah, now it just seems like it's going to be... The fighting style looks like it's from uh, Xenoverse. Is that the game? Yeah. uh, It's similar. It it looks similar. Um, and I mean, that's the same kind of arena fighting style that all All of them most Dragon Ball Z games have had. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I've kind of lost interest in this game. I want them to do something that'll give me more interest. I know they just had a like a Vegeta reveal trailer or something like that. I think it'll be Really? Yeah, I think they're doing like different playable characters now too, and I think Vegeta's one of them. Of course he is. Cuz he's the boy, better character. Yes, and then my boy Gohan, I think is one of them too, which I'll take well, any day of the week over Yeah, Goku. they they have to the problem is when Goku dies, they have to... Exactly. Yeah, well, I think they've said that you'll be able to control other characters in it. So so we're just now getting confirmation for which ones, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just know that the one game we'll never get to control Goku in is in Super Smash Bros. So That's true. Good, good on Sakurai for calling <laughs> yeah. out that we'll never get Iron Man or Goku, which... God I don't know that, who man. was asking for Iron Man, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't want... I would have never said I, I want Iron yeah. Man and Smash. It's like, I don't know. That's how I feel about, like, Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts and the Avengers and Kingdom Hearts. Like, I don't want him in that. I don't want him in Smash either. Seth, but, you, you keep up with the Smash community more than I do. Is there an Iron Man contingent? No. I there is not. do not believe so. There is not. Yeah, when he <laughs> when he said your beloved Iron Man, like the quote was weird, but it was something about like there will never be uh, like beloved Goku or favorite Iron Man, and it's like okay, Goku I can get 
where why are you throwing out Iron yeah. Man? No one no one wants this. <laughs> and if there's there was anyone championing it in internally, thank God you're there, Sakurai, to say No. 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 That's dumb. <laughs> no one wants this. No. But we do want to Well, I mean there are, there probably are people who think it would be who are diehard Iron Man fans who think he should be in Smash, but Well, they're wrong. I can't I can't imagine who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Goku I can kind of get, I guess. But also Sakurai straight up was like, these will be video game characters, which was nice. Good. That was good of him. That does my heart good. So still gives us hope that maybe a Golden Sun character in the future. Golden but Sun, I doubt it. Dante mm. Sora. That's that's what I want. <laughs> that's all I need. Anything else? Whatever. But those three. So, uh, Seth, is there any news that you wanted to to speak out about? Well, uh, one thing that happened the day I think it was the day after we I guess it was the day we we published last week. Uh, Nintendo uh, revealed this. <laughs> oh gosh! Strange uh, trailer for an upcoming game called. Ring Fit Adventure. Um, I think we talked about the weird uh, circle thing, the teaser that they posted last week. Um, but this is, I guess it's, you know, they're always trying to, they continually try to make fitness games, because I guess because of the success of Wii Fit. And this is the new iteration of that for Switch. Um, it's got this ring. I guess it's like a plastic ring that you plug your, your Joy-Con into. Uh, I have to assume it has some sort of uh, variable resistance kind of thing going on in there. Uh, and there's also a leg strap that you hook the other Joy-Con into. Uh, and so basically it's like this action RPG that you you run around through these areas and then you get into turn-based battles with monsters who you attack using moves... Which you pull off by doing uh, different types of uh, fitness things. Like some of them are yoga poses. Some of them, uh, other ones have they have they target like different muscle groups that you have to do. Yeah. Like so, like you have to basically move your body in in formation with what the whatever the the exercise is to to do these attacks. Um, and it it's just it's the most bizarre mashup of of things that i have ever thought of and it actually looks pretty fun though um yeah it it looks like it'll get people like doing these exercises which i guess is the goal yes uh also the the bad guy of the game is an evil bodybuilding dragon so i uh, that's what you were talking about i didn't actually see that (laughs) yeah it's right at the beginning of the trailer um it's all I, I noticed know, was crazy. the purge esque people. <laughs> yes, the the two, yeah. the two uh, people, the two actors that got in this trailer to talk about it are like they have they like this some crazy sort of energy. energy going yeah. on. Uh, they're cu- they're they're freaky looking. <laughs> no, they're not freaky looking, but they have they just have like these facial expressions and this sort of. Manic. I mean, it's um, what they were going for, going but I don't yeah. understand why. It's 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 unsettling. 
uh, for sure. Um, but the game looks fun. Um, it's coming out next month. Um, also, the main character looked like a Super Saiyan Wii Fit trainer. Yeah. Yeah, she had, like, cool flaming hair. And her pants yep. caught on fire when you were doing things right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird way to put things, but... <laughs> Uh, it looks it's it's pretty cool looking. Uh, if you're into those kind of fitness games, and I'm not, but I'm this one is tempting. I mean, I'll get yeah. it. It looks fun, you know. Yeah, I'm doing my fitness thing, so you know, anything to motivate me. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's for. And there's also like party games that you can do. Um, and there's just like straight up workout mode, um, so it's it seems like a like a, a pretty uh, full fledged uh, product that they're delivering us. I like playing Wii Fit a lot, so I'm I'm excited for the you know the things that this will bring because the Wii Fit had a couple fun mini games on it that s- some of this reminded me of like. I remember there was one where you would have to lean on the board a certain way to hit soccer balls back with your head. Um, and, like, there's some of that with, like, running faster to catch up to a coin yeah. and then slower to get other ones. Like, it's it looks like there's some fun little mini games in there that I'm real excited about. Yeah. So, yeah, that stuff is, it's a good time. It's, it's weird because it's, strange but it's you know it's it's fun man nintendo knows how to make you want to move your body to a weird video game yeah it's it's one of their (laughs) things they're like real and the ring has like a a heartbeat monitor a heart rate monitor on it yeah you can like poke your finger against the joy con i think and then it can't wait for them to release a ring fit that goes around your head that detects your sleep (laughs) It'll happen. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt Sleep it. Sleep fit. Sleep fit. Sleep fit. Man. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they're gotta, they're doing you the, gotta sleep you gotta sleep with your switch on and with a Joy Con on your head all night, but it it does the trick. They're doing that sleep Pokemon game. The oh, I true. completely forgot about that. Yeah. Man. That's not Nintendo, but you know. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because uh, Nintendo and Universal have a theme park opening up in Japan or Tokyo. Tokyo is in Japan, um, but so one of the they were talking about some of the interactivity available in that park, and they talked about using your system to interact with the park. And I wanted to ask both of you. <laughs> How I would safe, not bring my Switch to a theme park. How <laughs> safe would you feel bringing your Nintendo Switch to a theme park? In America, no. horrible. No. Japan, maybe a little bit better. Still no. I, I don't know how the like there's water rides over there. The water rides. The you know that one of the rides is going to be a roller coaster. Oh, for sure. Like imagine switches just falling and flying off of there. <laughs> There's no way they would let someone get on the coaster without like putting it. No, in no, no. They usually have like lockers and yeah. stuff. But I don't know. Like why then, I just thought of then the like heat because there's, yeah. there's no way that the air the lockers are air conditioned. Oh, not at all. So your switch is gonna be in the heat. 
Man, it just seems like a bad combination. It when I read that, I was like, "This sounds like a great idea," but none of it is what I want to There's do. There's no proper way to implement it. You it, could have like QR code stations set up or something like that. Take a picture of your phone and then have your what switch. If, like, I don't know. Read it later. What if it's like Joy-Con uh, functionality, mm. where you bring your Joy-Con and you slot it into something, and then you can do something with that? Okay, so that would be cool. That would be. Because, like, that's that's what I'm thinking is, like, they're obviously trying to compete with Galaxy's Edge with the interactivity part. Um, they even said that in the press release, like, Galaxy's Edge does this. We know we can do something better. So they, they're, they're trying. But it's just, like... How do you implement this? I'm not going to bring my video game system. Yeah. To the park. It may bring a 3DS. No, yeah. If this <laughs> was in the area of the 3DS, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't not, even not bring a Switch, Switch Lite. No. I'm not bringing the Switch. Yeah. So that was... I just wanted to gauge your, your feelings on that <laughs> because it's... <laughs> yeah. Especially not in Florida where like... Oh, God, no. I mean, yeah. People's phones overheat just by having them out of your pocket and running. Yeah. Sometimes. Like I've had my phones overheat in yep. the car. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had that happen too for <laughs> sure. So um let's see. The only other news I really have that I want to talk about a little bit is um did any of you watch the fifty minute long trailer for Death Stranding? I have not yet. Yeah. That's no. part of my plan for tomorrow. Oh, you're gonna yeah. sit down and yep, I have watch off, so basically a do, movie's worth of yes. I'm gonna do some self care and watching some gameplay stuff from TGS. So, Lord. our boy, not our boy. I don't know how I feel about Hideo Kojima. <laughs> He's my boy. He, I'm his boy. <laughs> he, he has been saying some stuff about this game, and one of them. I don't know if any creator should say about their own video game. And it's that he said, yeah, this game will definitely not be for everyone. And you'll have to play through about half of it to see if you like it. And it's like, hold on. I can't disagree on that, though. Right. Like, that's but why if, we have different genres of things. Right. But if the creator, people. if the creator of the game is saying like, this game this isn't gonna. Be for you. This game is not gonna be good until about halfway through. Like that's kind of what he's saying. Like, yeah, I get where you're going. On now that, yeah. it could be like it could turn out to be like a three hour game, <laughs> so you're not waiting very long for that to happen. <laughs> I highly doubt that this is gonna be a three hour game. I, I don't uh, think it's in Kojima's. Have you blood. seen the weird social media aspect of this game? No. Yes. Okay, so you can drop items on the ground and it will show up in other people's game and they can like it or leave it alone and it will show you how many likes that item has. What does that have to do with anything gameplay-wise, though? I think the likes are like, they operate as currency. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. They're Meow Meow Beans. And it's not just, (laughs) um, I don't think it's just the idea is dropping stuff on the ground. It's like, putting items in useful positions for like traversal of the the world um and so it's to like make it helpful for other people i guess it goes in with the whole idea of connecting Connecting, people yeah um 
One thing I'm interested about this game is how many uses uh, will be the the word strand will be used uh, because because every time they show something, it seems to be called a strand. Like there's a character whose name is Strand, and you have to go and and uh, up and and fix all these strands, and then you have this gun that's called a strand, uh, and this it's just like it's it's nonsense. <laughs> that's Kojima. But it will. also he's he he claims that this is a new genre of a game, which the genre is of course called Strand. Um, and he he said something about like he'll have to make a sequel before it's properly thought of as a genre. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It does, yeah. I'm interested to see like this mailman as aspect of yeah. it because. You're just stacking Norman Reedus up with boxes, and it can yeah. shift and fall off of him. And yeah, that's it's interesting. Uh, I do like the idea though that like you're a human and can only carry so much, and when you pick something up, you have to find a place to fit it on your pack if you want to carry it with you. I, and in reality, it's probably going to be a lot more annoying than it is innovative. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. But on paper. It's uh, at least interesting. I mean, it will it will for sure be beautiful. I've seen screenshots of this game on Twitter that people were like, these are screenshots in-game, and it does not look like it's screenshot because it's so ridiculous looking. And for some reason, Monster is in it, like the energy drink. Oh, yeah. Good old sponsor. I content. saw that. That's weird. Actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's part of the 50-minute demo. Yeah. Or 50-minute trailer thing. Okay, I saw those screenshots of the monster cans then that look yeah. realistic. Yeah. Like, that engine is ridiculous. They're, like, in the game. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we know that if society falls apart, monster, monster survives. Monster energy <laughs> drinks. Yep. Maybe Kojima saw that video of the woman saying that monster was the devil <laughs> and is basing... <laughs> This whole game around this concept <laughs> that Monster... Monster actually caused the downfall. Monster caused the downfall <laughs> of society. What if it's not that they're still around? It's just that they're like Twinkies and that they last forever? Yeah. And so there's just like this stockpile of them. I would and believe that's what people... that. And instead of psychos like in Borderlands, there's hordes of people called Kyles. And they run oh, around man. and fight for monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is That's now. Cool. I like that. This is the game I want. Yeah, a weird post-apocalypse where people See? are fighting for control of monster. Well, that's just Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which is owned by Sony good, now, good, technically. Good segue. Um, yeah, because but like for real, that's what Sunset Overdrive is. Yeah, you're right. It is. I mean, you're right. I forget what the magic energy drink in that game is called, but. I don't think it it had anything super special. I think it was like Slurp or something. Mm, Slurp juice. That that is Fortnite. Oh, yeah. That's true. (laughs) What's the Futurama one? Was that Slurm? Good times. Yeah. Man, who would have thought that PlayStation would buy an exclusive, technically, from Microsoft. Microsoft through buying a studio? We're in a weird world these days the gaming industry is not what i thought it was going to be for better and for worse (laughs) 
Overcharge was the name of the drink uh, in Sunset uh, Overdrive. There you go. Which makes sense. Overdrive, overcharge. Yeah. It works. All right. Well, was there any other news, Seth, that you thought would be pertinent to talk about? Um, yeah. Uh, I, for, I guess it was at TGS when Square was talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. They disclose the information that there's going to be a classic mode, which will allow you to do the battles uh, in turn-based fashion, a la the original Final Fantasy VII. Though I don't know why you would want to. Yeah, this seems like it betrays the nature of the game. On a level. I don't know. I don't know that it betrays it. Because, like, I mean, I do understand the appeal, because that would be cool to to have sort of that nostalgic feel. But just like some of the... In, in some of the animations that we've seen of people fighting, like, uh, that would be the thing that I would most miss out on, is just how... Um, how cool it looks when you are actively doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, if you, what I would say to people is really just try the new way first. Like if, if you're going to play through this in classic mode, then just play the original final fantasy seven, the original. <laughs> I mean, I know it won't look as pretty, but You've already played through it this way. Yeah. I don't know. Try it. Try the new way first. I'd encourage people. I could say you could do probably do like two playthroughs. Because Final Fantasy 15, now. which I, the combat looks kind of Final Fantasy 15 esque, was not bad combat wise. I didn't like the story. I've, the stuff I read about the combat is that it's not, outside of being like in real time, it's not really like. 15's battle oh system. okay thank god because <laughs> i own 15 i played it for about three hours and the combat is the reason i don't play it seth forced himself to beat that game i Good did on you it was it was all right <laughs> yep I, that's a, yeah. that's about all you can say about yep. it yeah um, i mean there's cool stuff but you know it's not a. Uh, I i also didn't play all the other all the episodes what i played is probably about half of what half of the final fantasy 15 content that exists now gotcha and over half of it still didn't get released like it was planned to so that's true (laughs) you know uh, is what it is but all right um with that i i think we've exhausted all of our news and we will be here next week with our review, my review of Gears 5, which I will have finished by then. I do not think Seth and I are going to finish Borderlands 3 by next week. No. No, <laughs> no chance. So, I mean, unless we really get in some time this weekend, which, I mean, yeah. we might. Unless it's, unless it's the game is a Death Stranding-style three-hour game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because no, Death not, Stranding is going to be three hours long. Oh, for sure. We hey, all know. you don't know. We all know. I mean, all the cutscenes we've seen, the game could just be a movie. We could do another MGS4. Yeah, it could just be another movie. Hour-long cutscenes, baby. It's going to be that. I bet. So uh, look forward to that next week, uh, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's
Ausgabezeit gefunden.